I'm Lauren Sherman, the writer behind Puck's fashion and beauty memo line sheet. And I'd like to welcome you to my new show, Fashion People. On every episode of Fashion People, I'll be talking to insiders about the stuff we're all whispering between the press releases. From M&A rumors to celebrity stylist dish to the future of legacy media. Be sure to follow and listen to Fashion People, a presentation of Odyssey in partnership with Puck. Available on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellisai. I'm here in my home studio recording far, far away from my producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hi, Matt. How are you? I'm in my uh, sister's childhood bedroom, which always is a very humbling place to be because uh, for those who are watching these videos, you'll see there's like posters of, you know, Marvin Gaye, Stevie Wonder, Bob Dylan. It's a very cool place to be. And it's just a nice reminder that I fully had a Legolas shrine and Lord of the Rings shrine, actual shrine in my childhood bedroom so I'm just I'm just feeling uncool and um great how about you how are you doing why are you in your sister's bedroom and not your own oh because my parents turned it into my dad's office slash tv room (laughs) which one would you transform into a different room it's true it's true I would want to wipe out all all memory of you I'm fine. I just feel like my allergies have been acting up this week. All over the place. Because, yeah, I'm back in that mode where I'm like, oh, am I dying? Is it is it COVID? Is it allergies? You know, there's no way of knowing. I definitely think it's allergies because I got tested for COVID and it was negative. Um, the point is, I feel like either I have like a tumor growing in my head. Oh, good. Great. <laughs> or... um. I just have some swollen, you know, everything is affected by allergies. So I've been snorting some Flonase Mm. and we're just going to take it day by day and see if I make it. (laughs) Which one of these times it's going to not be funny because I'll like actually be dying. But until then, it's hilarious. We'll see. (laughs) What is happening on today's episode? Well, we're going to kick things off as always with Worst Things First, where I chat about the stupidest, most ridiculous worst news of the week. After that, we're diving deep into how the Olympics really aren't that impressive to me. Okay. Oh, oh, so you can run fast and skateboard good? Well, I can sit on my couch until I get bed sore. So who's the real champion? It's not someone who's been training their whole life. I'll tell you that. And finally, we have got repeat guest complainers, Tracy Clayton and Josh Gwynn on the pod. Tracy and Josh are the co-hosts of our sister podcast, Back Issue. They just launched their second season, so obviously we had to bring them back into the complaining hot seat to find out what's getting on their nerves these days. We bitch about handshakes, kangaroos, dating shows, so much more. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's start the show. All right, horse things first. Let's chat about the worst news of the week. First, a man in Florida, only in Florida, was injured after he climbed over a barrier at a Jacksonville zoo, got too close to a jaguar enclosure, okay, and got 
attacked. Oh, good. Good, 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 good. Um, I just, not to victim blame, but, but I think it was this man's fault. <laughs> I mean, it feels like if you're violating the very obvious borders that are set up to protect you from literal jungle cats, then yeah, <laughs> you're asking for it. I'll victim blame. Were you asking for it? Were you begging for it? Did you cover yourself in a meat smell? Yes, because you're human and you are prey. In his defense, I don't like jaguars, mostly because I don't know quite how to pronounce it. Jaguar. A jaguar. Does it rhyme with like Toby Maguire? Is that how you're supposed to say jaguar? I mean, this is an actual question. I, I don't think so. I've never once questioned how to pronounce jaguar. Jaguar. But now that I'm like, saying rhymes it. Rhymes with like mar bro. Wow, you're really incredible at rhyming. Yeah, that's why I am in a rap battle every week. Yes, would pay to see that. Anyway, Jaguars, not a fan. But this guy, he was hospitalized with non-life-threatening injuries from the sound of it. Okay, so he climbed over this waist-high safety barrier, Mm -hmm. which waist-high, you know, unless he's eight feet tall and his waist is, you know, six feet off the ground. That's the proportions of a human being. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Waist high doesn't necessarily seem high enough to protect people. Absolutely not. I believe that big cats famously jump high. But so there was uh, a waist high barrier and then like Mm -hmm. four feet of empty space and then the actual fence. So this was just like the pre-barrier. He climbed over that and then started putting his shit through the fence, the actual fence, and taunting the jaguar. And yeah, obviously it didn't like that. Shockingly. (laughs) I'm nervous just like going to pet my friend's cat. Yeah. Remember when your dog viciously attacked me just because I was trying to get a Kleenex? Okay, you need to calm down. That That is is not this version of that. (laughs) Okay. And yeah, just like this man, I nearly ended up in the hospital. So (laughs) the Jaguar, he was a 12-year-old Jaguar, Jaguar, named Harry. Zoo officials said that Harry was just doing what fucking big cats do. They they don't expect that they're going to have to do anything to him. Um, Although they did confirm that uh, Harry was involved in a fight that left another Jaguar dead last year. Oh, shit. um, You know, perhaps even more reason not to antagonize this particular cat. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I just don't understand. Like, yeah, I don't want to interact with any cat, let alone one that weighs like 1,200 pounds and could kill me with the (laughs) flick of its wrist. What are you doing? I don't understand the, the desire. It's like that girl... At Brookfield Zoo, when we were children, who fell all the way into the ape enclosure, and some say she still lives there to this day. I don't understand. Keep your muggy paws out of the animal cages. This is why zoos, I don't fuck with them. unless Unless I feel like it that day. Anyway, shout out to Harry. He was just doing his part. Next! Bird scientists who are studying the behavior of cockatoos in Australia 
observed that the birds not only learned how to use their beaks to open trash bins, but managed to teach other cockatoos how to do the same thing. Birdwatch 2021. Okay, evolution. Yeah, according to the the research, so in early 2018, basically this this Australian scientist, bird scientist, was like, um, these birds be opening trash bins. Okay. That's the way he phrased it. That's how, that was written up in the report. And then he was like, how did they learn how to do this? So he started following them around like some kind of creep watching <laughs> birds, literally following Tom. around garbage men as they were picking up trash and then watching the birds collect around him. And in early 2018, um, found that there were like three suburbs of Sydney that had birds that had had mastered dumpster diving, essentially. Okay. <laughs> By the end of 2019, so just a year later, they were uh, they were doing this in 44 suburbs. Damn! So from three suburbs to 44 suburbs in a year, which means they're fucking learning from each other. They're they're coming for all of us. Nobody is safe. First, it's just oh, they can open up a latch on the top of a garbage can, and then next, you know, they're unlocking your front door. Oh, yeah. Completely robbing you dry. Right. Take, you know, unbuttoning your pants when you least (gasps) expect it. They're going (laughs) to all birds just start pantsing everyone as a fun prank. Sure. You can imagine (laughs) it in the innocent way of pantsing or in the more diabolical way. Yeah. Well, I don't really want to think about birds assaulting me. Thank you very much. (laughs) Unhappy Hour is here to prepare you for the worst. Okay. (laughs) I'm not going to prepare you for the, you know, uh, listen, I would love to be pants by a prankster bird. You don't think (laughs) I would love that? Bring it on. If a chicken came up to me and whipped down my pants, I would love that. (laughs) Revel in it even. But if they take it any further than that, we're going to have a problem. Also, yeah, the uh, according to the researchers, they realized that the vast majority of the birds uh, opening the garbage bins were males. Typical male. And they tended to be dominant in social hierarchies, which suggests that if you're more socially connected, you have more opportunities to observe and acquire new behavior. Sounds like the patriarchy just hitting those birds. Yeah, that goes to show if you want to learn skills in society, be a man and a popular one. And finally, I love this story. A 60-year-old woman in London. London? Do you you ever heard of it? (laughs) Wow. Was sentenced to five and a half years in prison after she was found guilty of swapping 5.7 million dollars worth of diamonds for seven pebbles at a luxury jewelry store. Honestly, Shiro, Shiro. The fact that she got five and a half years in prison for stealing up almost six million dollars is kind of (laughs) impressive. So she is a Shiro. So, yeah, this woman whose name is Lulu. Amazing. She was apparently part of an international gang that fled to France after stealing these diamonds from a shop called Boodles. Okay. Getting a lot (laughs) of Ocean's 8 vibes in here. Yeah. I don't want to be mean, but she does look like the witch from Hansel and Gretel. (laughs) 
Wow, really, really strong uh, of you to insult a person who's currently in prison who is a part of an international gang. Yeah, um, I have nothing but respect for them. By the way, <laughs> I, I consider the witch in Hansel and Gretel to be the hero of that story. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. Because, you know, you have two kids who are just stealing candy that's not theirs. Yeah, cook them up. Put them right in the oven. That's what I say. In the days leading up to the heist, the gang held a a whole bunch of meetings at Boodles. I'm sorry, Boodles, you can't be a luxury place that has millions of dollars worth of jewelry and then call yourself Boodles. Yeah. I mean, the only place you could get away with that is London. Yeah. (laughs) Boodles. Boodles. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I would expect a more luxurious sounding name. Yeah. So in the days leading up to the heist, they they had several meetings with Boodles pretending to represent this Russian investor who is looking to purchase diamonds. And Lulu posed as an expert named Anna, who was there to value the diamonds. Mm -hmm. And one day, I guess they inspected them. After they were done inspecting them, they were individually wrapped placed in a locked bag that was supposed to be put in the vault until payment was received. But then the next day, one of the Boodles experts was like, I don't know, something fishy was was going on with them. So he x-rayed the bag and found that the diamonds had been replaced by seven pebbles. (laughs) And then um, security camera footage revealed that apparently Lulu had created a distraction, swapped the bags, and and passed the diamonds off to someone else. And what ended up in the vault was a bag full of pebbles. So, yeah, and then she got on a train and went to France. The diamonds, though, still not been found. They're still out there in the world. So good there for you her. Go. Yeah. The fact that, she, again, she only got five and a half years in prison for successfully robbing a luxury store. Pretty amazing. <laughs> And that's it for this week's Worst Things First. If you want to hear and see even more stories that were cut from this week's episode, and there's a lot of good ones this week, you can head to my Patreon, patreon.com slash Last week, uh, we had laser shooting drones in Dubai that we talked about. That is up on the Patreon, as well as the extended interview with our, our guest complainer. So go subscribe on Patreon. It supports me, it supports the show, and it's great. Next, we're diving deep into why I'm actually way more impressive than an Olympic gold medalist. And no, I will not be taking questions at this time. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Well, if you haven't noticed... We're in the middle of of an Olympics right now. Did you know this? Barely, honestly. It does feel a little more like the Hunger Games than usual, I would say, this year. Because, like, you know, we're just kind of cheering for a bunch of hot people to skip and jump around while the world burns around us. Um, Sure. But they look like they're having fun. So good for them. (laughs) Um, But let's be real. These Olympians, they're getting a, a, a little bit too much attention. It's like chill, okay? Just because you're objectively the hottest people in the world and you've been training your entire life for this moment and you're capable of things that if I even think about, I'll injure myself, that doesn't mean that you're better than me, okay? 
So these are all the reasons why Olympians aren't even all that great, okay? Yeah. Unless you're like one of the ones that I love um, and you would like to come on this podcast. <laughs> Previous guest complainer, Adam Rippon. Yeah, always welcome on this podcast, Adam Rippon. Okay, first, it just seems a little arbitrary that we decided that these are the tasks that should measure peak human performance. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, okay, yeah. oh, you can run 100 yards in two seconds or whatever. How fast can you cancel your cable service? That's what I would like to know. <laughs> Answer all those questions. Why don't you convince a customer service representative that you're actually dead? Because that takes skill, okay? That's way more challenging than running fast in a straight line, I would say. I've been on the phone with a Verizon representative for the past seven hours. <laughs> Could fucking Michael Phelps do that? <laughs> I don't think so. Can you survive as a bouncer for one night at an all-ages club popular among 17-year-olds? That's a no. challenge. That's a challenge. That is a nightmare. Can you be a waiter and take an order at a table for 12 people without writing everything down? <laughs> I don't think so. Ryan Lochte? He could barely write his own name. Whoa. Remember when he, like, staged his own kidnapping and we were like, okay. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Some might say... More impressive than the actual sport he participated yeah, in. Honestly, I would I would have like staging your own kidnapping as an Olympic sport more than half of yeah. the sports. I just there are some types of skills that we should be measuring. Um, but no, we, we just have to watch people twirl some ribbons around and throw some heavy balls and expect to be pleased by that. Would they get a primetime coverage? Bob Costas? It's going to say their name. Is he still a presenter? That's the only thing I know. I have from. no idea. <laughs> anyway, at the very least, I'm just saying, I think all Olympians should have to wear the diving speedos. Yeah. Make the ping pong players wear speedos. <laughs> Let's just make it even across the board. Everybody has to wear the smallest garment known to man. That seems fair to me. Yeah. For real, though, shout out to the homosexual that uh, that designed those speedos because they truly were like, we're, we're going to absolutely use the least amount of fabric we can get away with before the dick is just fully visible. <laughs> Doing God's work. They deserve a gold medal. Absolutely. That should be an Olympic sport. How do we get Tom Daly in the smallest possible outfit? Next! Also, the Olympics are just kind of all over the place, athletically speaking, to begin with. Hard agree. I don't understand. I, when did we get all of these categories? I don't know. I was reading through some of them in preparation. I don't understand. How how are table tennis and equestrian dressage in the same <laughs> competition? You have horse dancing and ping pong that are all, both of these people are getting Olympic medals. Both of these things are, are things that you do on a night out in Jersey. You hit up medieval times and then you go to the bar and you play some ping pong. Those things shouldn't both then be in the Olympics. Yeah. We're giving the same shiny medals to people who win the modern pentathlon as we give to people who win badminton. That does not <laughs> seem fair. There should be tears. Okay. There needs to be a daytime <laughs> creative arts Emmys for the Olympics. <laughs> like, listen, we respect your craft, but this is the big leagues. Okay. You should get not as good of a medal. I don't know. I didn't look up actually. I didn't realize that every country, well, a lot of countries offer like cash, like you win money. What? If you, if you 
place on the podium. Is this the amazing race? So yeah, like in, in the U.S., I think, I don't think the U.S. has the most, I don't know. Um, but yeah, you win money if you medal in your event. And I don't think the like badminton champions should get the same amount of money as the pentathlon winner. I think you're right. If we're going to be really doing competitions, it should be a competition. Yeah. Every I that's that's what should happen is ev- all the gold winner all the gold medal winners from each sport should have to fight one another. Yes. So it's like, okay, you, you want at archery? Now you have to beat the shit out of someone who's a weightlifter. <laughs> Let's see who the real champion is. I'm also just not impressed by anything you can take performance enhancing drugs to get better at. Not that they do. Oh, no, never, never. I know that they're all screened or whatever. I would love to see the Olympics where all of the athletes are just stoned and wasted. Yeah. That was one of my favorite Olympic tweets of all time is the one that was like, we just need a guy to run, like to do everything as the kind of control group. Yes. So it's like, let's see how fast just like Dave can run. (laughs) Also, being hot and good at sports, it's not good enough. It's, you know, how about are you hot, good at sports, and willing to show your asshole on Instagram? That Mm, is the question we should be asking of our Mm -hmm. modern athletes. I'm (laughs) sick of these athletes who are just in it for gold medals. What happened to doing it to be a sex symbol? What happened to being naked on the cover of a box of cereal? (laughs) <laughs> total weedies they don't do it like they used to they sure don't next some of these other sports too they just don't belong in the olympics i'm sorry like sh- shooting a gun is an olympic sport apparently what? that is but, but that is like sh- shooting is an entire category of olympic sports <laughs> you're you're not an athlete you're just from a former confederate state okay <laughs> and yeah if the zombie apocalypse happened and I had to choose an Olympic athlete to defend me, I'd probably pick the person who is good at guns and not the one who is good at jumping in, uh, you know, water all fancy like. But still, this is not a zombie apocalypse competition. It's Olympics. Again, would watch the zombie apocalypse competition. Yeah. That sounds way better. I'm like, sorry, but golf, not an Olympic sport. I mean, it is, but it shouldn't be. (laughs) Not to demean any of these hardworking golfers who have trained their bodies for years, okay, pushing themselves to absolute athletic extremes. But golfers don't even carry their own shit. (laughs) What kind of Olympic athlete has an assistant whose job it is to literally carry their shit from, from hole to hole? You know who deserves some gold medals? Any of those assistants. Yeah. They are doing more work. Give it to the They are dealing boys. with those people. Yeah, exactly. What are they called? Caddies? Caddies. Yeah. Which is also the name for the actual like bag. <laughs> they don't even distinguish <laughs> between those two things. You are it's interchangeable. So That's lazy. I feel the same way about the ball boys and girls uh, in tennis, like at Wimbledon. They take their job so goddamn seriously and i love it yeah you have to run fetch that ball and get to the sidelines as quickly as possible or you'll die i could never do that job it looks extremely stressful i would like to be the person whose job it is to yell at the ball boy if they don't do it fast (laughs) enough yes if you linger for even a second i'll beat your ass 
Finally! I, I just think if we're giving out gold medals to people at the top of their game physically, we should also be giving gold medals to people at the other end of the spectrum. Yes. Being on a couch for 72 hours straight with minimal muscle activity, that requires skill. Okay? <laughs> I deserve a medal for going the longest amount of time without emptying the garbage can. Yeah. Balancing that tower of trash without it toppling over. That's Olympic gold medal worthy. That's strategy. A medal for not washing my sheets for months at a time? Ew. You think an Olympic athlete could stand one night in my bed? Absolutely not. These are the skills that we should be honoring, and I won't sleep until we the International Olympic Committee acknowledges the existence of the athleticism required to do the tasks of my daily life, okay? And that is it for this week's Deep Dive. Next, we got Tracy and Josh on the pod right after this commercial break. I'm Bobby Finger. And I'm Lindsay Weber. And I want to tell you about a podcast I think you're going to love. Who Weekly is a podcast about everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. Does celebrity news stress you out? Are there too many people you've literally never heard of? Check out Who Weekly, a podcast hosted by Lindsay Weber and me, Bobby Finger. Each episode goes deep into the biggest celebrity stories of the moment. And if you're still confused, we even have a weekly call-in episode where we'll answer the most burning listener queries. Who Weekly airs twice weekly with brand new episodes on Tuesdays and Fridays. Listen and follow Who Weekly on the Odyssey app or wherever else you get your podcasts. I'm Shimon Liai, and I have a new podcast called The Competition. Every year, 50 high school senior girls compete in a massive scholarship competition. I wouldn't say I have an ego problem, but I'm extremely competitive. All of the competitors are used to being the best and the brightest, and they're all vying for a huge cash prize. This will probably be the most intense thing you've ever gone through in your life. I remember that feeling because I was one of them. I lost. But now, I'm coming back as a judge and also a kind of teen girl anthropologist. Because if you want to understand what it's like to be a young woman in America today, the competition's not a bad place to start. Hopefully, no one will die on station night. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery, this is The Competition. Follow The Competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to The Competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. My guest complainers today, podcasting nobility, okay? Repeat guest complainers. We've had them on the show plenty of times, and they are back, back, back again. It's the Back Issue team. Back Issue, of course, is a show that looks at pop culture moments that we all think we remember and asks what they can teach us about where we are now, okay? We have <laughs> four-time guest complainer and podcast host extraordinaire, Tracy Clayton. Thank and you. co-host Thank and you. lead producer of Back Issue. And, of course, former Unhappy Hour intern producer, Josh yes. Gwynn. Yay! Welcome back, Tracy and Josh. Hi, Thank you for having us. Oh, that was the most uh, exhausting intro. You guys have so many <laughs> credits. <laughs> you did so a really nice. good job. I need to take a deep breath after that. I mean, we were talking before the mics started rolling about this week. We're recording on a Friday. This mm. week has been, I don't know, just exhausting. Uh, the lot. energy, the vibes are, are off this week. I haven't enjoyed it. I don't like it. I'm not having fun like in general with this week. 
Mercury yeah, is definitely is... in Microbraid or Gatorade. <laughs> is it really one of them? Like, like according to the maps and stuff and the charts. I yeah, I I can't oh. confirm or deny because I don't. You know, every time I I see someone on Twitter kind of say that you know the moon is mad, <laughs> I I clock it away. But I don't. I I have no idea if we're currently in one of those moments. So Let's there's just no. Assume we are. Probably. Yeah, I'm definitely sure we feels are. Like it. it feels like we have been <laughs> yeah, for the yeah, last uh, couple of years at least. <laughs> well. You both know how this goes. We start with what is one thing you hate that everybody else loves? I've been thinking a lot about like, you know, the world's been closing and opening and closing and opening and closing and opening. Mm -hmm. And I'm like so out of practice of being a human being. Like, what do you do when you meet someone that you're friends with and with your hands? Like, because I feel like a lot of people, (laughs) usually like people going for hugs or people um, give each other high fives and stuff. The thing that I hate that everyone seems to want to do is shake my hand. I hate handshakes. Yeah, Mm. I did get um, I experienced my first where I went for a handshake and the person was like, I'm not doing a handshake. (laughs) Wow. I feel like that tide is turning. (laughs) And then uh, like three minutes later, I saw them hug someone else. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah, that's personal. Yeah, it it felt personal. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I hate about handshakes. They're a power struggle. Like, it's always like, I remember growing up and people being like, your handshake says who you are. And like, look them in the eye. And Mm -hmm. like, I just, it's 9 a.m. Like, why do I have to feel like I'm in a fencing class or something? Like, this is not, I'm not talking to royalty. Like, (laughs) this shouldn't be a power struggle. I have an uncle who every time, it was like, he's one of those uncles who you see like once a year. It's like Thanksgiving. It's, that's it. And he would, he would always make an effort to squeeze my hand as hard as possible to the point where like I could feel my knuckles like pressing together and it's, <laughs> and it's like no what, Look, what? Stanley like I've seen you once family. this year like what is wrong with you what are you trying to accomplish you don't yeah. shake family's hands it's too formal for for your family right well that was the type of relationship we had we had a oh, handshake relationship very formal, very formal. <laughs> <laughs> but of course you know as the gay cousin I was always the I had a very limp handshake uh, yeah. and he made a point to like teach me how to have a strong handshake and I was I never I uh, never appreciated it I think it's to a, this a lot of a lot of queer kids have this like rite of passage where they're like Oh, the way that I'm handshaking is wrong. Like, yeah. who decided that there's a right way to handshake someone? Like, that's so weird. Straight white men needed something else to feel special about. I was just listening because the first episode of of this season of Back Issue is all about greetings Mm -hmm. of various forms. And speaking as a a white person, (laughs) I um, capital H. Yeah. I am I'm very not great at all greetings and handshakes in particular I'm like I just yeah I appreciate we need to we need to accommodate bowing into American culture I feel like <laughs> I I like a, a good like you stand over there I stand here we each kind of like nod and and, and oh, bend see, over yeah. and that's it yeah Black folks we've been doing this for years like right. we have the nod the nod part so you see have. somebody you're like what's up like right, that's great right. I don't have to touch anyone yeah <laughs> Not to use my hands at all. Mm-hmm. Tracy, do you have a, a, a 
complaint? I do. I have several, but this right. one I picked out especially for the occasion. I feel like okay. it's really important, and we're not thinking about it enough. We're not talking about it enough. Kangaroos. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know what? I'm with you. Was not expecting that. Why is everybody so chill with kangaroos existing? Have you ever considered a kangaroo, like, in full? <sighs> not in full, but I'm excited okay. to right Let's now. Let's do that now, okay? Mm-hmm. First of all... They're as large as humans. I have got an issue with that. I am not a particularly tall human, right? Not only that, they can jump. Oh, no. Like they're really good at (laughs) jumping. That's going to be an issue for me. (laughs) Also, not only are they the size of adult humans, they look like they've been in prison for at least five to ten years. (laughs) I have never seen a more muscular animal. Just like a naturally muscular. They look like as hell sometimes. They look like they want to fight all the time. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they do. An animal that you could describe as sinewy. Mm -hmm. You know that that (laughs) horrible word? Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, yeah. And then it's not done being terrible because it has like sharp ass claws and like dinosaur talents and shit. What are you? What are you? Mm-hmm. Where did you come from? Australia. That's the problem. And then right. <laughs> another thing that I don't like is, and this I guess applies to all marsupials, but the pouch right. thing, the I don't like pocket. the pouch thing. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I decided this um, recently, I think, maybe a couple months ago. I was watching some animal documentary, something, something, something. And they were showing how tiny kangaroos are when they're born. They're like, itty, 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 bitty. And they show, like, the disgusting little trek they make to get, like, into the pouch. And then, like, they opened up the pouch, and I wanted to throw up everything I'd ever eaten because in you my think, life. Like, in theory, it sounds cute. Right. It seems like but a furry little it. onesie. Uh. And it's just like, this is the inside of your body. Yeah. I don't know you like that yet. <laughs> it's too much. I, I remember being shocked when I first learned that as a child. Because, mm-hmm. you know, all the kangaroo propaganda has exactly. you believing that it's just Big this kangaroo. cute pocket <laughs> Big kangaroo. that they keep their baby <laughs> yep. in. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And no, then you learn that that's actually the kind of fold that they mm-hmm. shit the baby into mm-hmm. and that it grows inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's... It's unsettling. It's mm-hmm. not cute. Uh, they're dangerous, just like overall. And I just feel like, I just feel like, no, I just feel like we should not when it comes to kangaroos. That being said, I do wish humans had more kind of body pockets that we could use. <laughs> I, know, I always I'm feel like I, would, I probably lose my shit less if I had a place to put stuff that was attached to me at all times. And I mean, you know, we're all thinking the same thing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, we are. Um, I got a, I got some I got some pockets, but let's just say <laughs> that yeah. needs to remain open. Um, I don't know where to go from here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did take we, it to a dark place, <laughs> you know. Um, but I, I wholeheartedly agree. Kangaroos uh, have no. been getting away with shit for too long, and right. um, they are scary. And they seem like terrifying. dicks. They seem like terrible people. They really do. There's this video of this man who was minding his business, right, parachuting down to the earth after doing some white people shit, like jumping out of an airplane or some shit. I don't remember. (laughs) But he's got like a camera somewhere on his person, right? So you see him just like gliding down to the earth and out of nowhere, two kangaroos 
come up popping oh, shit right. out of I nowhere. S- I saw that. Right. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> stop, leave me alone. They're just like, nah, fam, what you doing here? Where you come from? What's, what's that up? That is what's the going Australian on? equivalent. We just we just talked about a story on, on Happy Hour about uh, a guy who fell off his bike in Florida and then got bit by an alligator. Um, unrelated Only to the Florida. bike accident. He just like <laughs> fell <laughs> off his bike and then immediately got attacked by an alligator. Yeah. Uh, and that is the Australian equivalent. Yeah. Is <laughs> you land so. after like parasailing and then two and then kangaroos beat the shit out of Florida and Australia feel related. I don't know. I can't tell you why. Florida is the Australia of America. Yeah. Right. And vice versa. And vice yeah. versa. Our, uh, so the last episode, we could do a check-in because the last episode, Tracy, I believe your uh, thing that you hated was cats. Yeah. So we're, are you still on the cat hating train? Yeah. I mean, you know what? Okay. Here's the thing. (laughs) Yes, but. Okay. The older I get, the more I feel like if I were an actual animal, I probably would be a cat. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Upsetting information for me is not what I wanted for myself. But (laughs) I kind of, I just, you know, like just kind of leave me alone until I need you. Pay attention to me when I need you to do that feed me and then leave me alone to plot how i'm going to kill you I think yeah I'm, i would I'm agree cool with, with that. that i i i i feel similarly of of like having kind of cat energy mm. but um yeah i still don't i still don't particularly trust them Mm-mm. and no. i still question uh you know when people strongly identify as cat people yeah, yeah. See, I am an actual cat, not a cat person. Right. I think that's <laughs> <Very> okay. <distinct>. <laughs> I think it means it's fine. But no, I I think I made a cat friend. My friend Nicole has a cat, and this cat has known me for two, three years and has uh-huh. only recently started to acknowledge me. Mm-hmm. And I thought that once that happened, I would like feel special, like, oh, my gosh, I've been chosen. But I'm just like, I've been here for two years. What are you? Right. right. This guy has been gaslighting you. Gaslighting me. That's it. That's exactly it. Then it just, we just won't play out of nowhere, cat. Nope. Nope. Not trusting it. Not trusting See, it. See, whenever I have an interaction like that with a cat, I'm like, Ugh, this is one of those cats that can like tell I'm about to die. Like it's a, like it's they it's choosing it? me because they it knows something bad is about yeah. to happen. That's yeah. the only reason that it is giving me attention. Like oh, that man. horse that went around Twitter this week. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, yeah, there was a horse. I don't know if uh, I guess you you hadn't seen. Um, there was no. a horse at this nursing home. Uh, for some reason, they're bringing a fucking horse into a nursing home um, as like a therapy thing. And it kind of mm. it, it chooses which room it wants to go into by tapping on the door. Um, and it, so it's kind of like a death horse. Um, <laughs> But there's this horrific image that accompanies it that no. is just this horse standing above this like poor old woman lying down in a in a nursing home bed. Uh and like it, it doesn't look comforting. <laughs> I mean, I feel I feel like if I were in a nursing home and I thought I saw a horse walk into the room, I'd yeah. probably give up on life too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's my time to go. It's time. I'm seeing horses. Is this horse (laughs) predicting death or is it causing Causing. death? (laughs) Right. 
I just don't think, you know, you we have a, a kind of facility to take care of elderly people, fragile people. Bringing like a barnyard animal into yes. that environment doesn't seem like a great idea. Not a doctor, but, you know, I just that's my <laughs> that's my personal hunch. I'm just like this horse is tolerating you humans. And if it wanted to fucking shit up, <laughs> yeah. it could and you could do nothing about it. And y'all got all these fragile hips and stuff. No, this is terrible. But what ideas. if it could talk like Mr. Ed? Mm-mm. Well, uh, that would be even worse. I think <laughs> I don't because <laughs> then it could tell you that you're gonna die. I don't yeah. need that. Uh, Frankly, we don't need more things with opinions. I don't. I don't personally. <laughs> Very true. I just don't Very feel true. like horses will have good opinions. Fair, fair. <laughs> I mean, uh, you both are are pop culture, uh, you know, aficionados. So uh, I figure we can we can sort of go over some pop culture moments that um, you've been obsessed with lately or that you've discussed lately. Um, one of which is Sexy Beasts, the television <gasps> show. What um, just happened to Josh? Did you watch it, Tracy? <laughs> no. What is oh this? Oh, my God. You have to watch the show. You know it. It is that show where they do up everybody in the most ridiculous like oh, costume makeup. And then they you gave love the lady show. a blowhole. Right. I, yeah. The blowhole was too much for it me. It was a I lot. They didn't need to do all that. I know. It was a little okay, suggestive. So, <laughs> but, but blowhole aside, I should watch the show. Oh, my God. So it's a dating show, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's like... There's one main person, and then they go on like dates with three people, and then Mm -hmm. as they get eliminated, you get to find out what they actually look like. So Uh while they're on the dates, you're spending all this time being like, "I bet that dude's black." Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) then it's Chet Hanks. Oh my god! (laughs) And then, um, (laughs) and then you find out what they look like, and they never look the way that you expect them to. Mm -hmm. Um, Hmm. it's, It's just really good, and also just like. The makeup and prosthetics are really impressive. Like, As an really audience well member, so I have yet to watch it. Um, mm-hmm. It is on my list. I I just need to like set aside a night to get s- completely stoned out of my mind because I watch no the way entire. I watch the entire season in one sitting. What? Do they show you as an audience member what they look like? Or are you also along for the ride? You're you along for know. the ride until they get eliminated or until. Uh, they choose the person that they're going to be with. And then there's this big reveal where they get to see each other for the first time. There's one couple where the the girl picked this one guy and I just felt like she felt like she was in too deep. So she just had to be pretend that he was good looking. But um, it's just really, it's really interesting because everyone, you can't tell what anyone looks like until, until they get eliminated or until they, um, they pick them. It's really good. It's really good. I have a question. I, I'm sorry. Go for um, it. How does this compare to that other show? Was it Love is Blind where the people were like in two different rooms and mm-hmm. they fall in love? How does it compare to that? It's more stupid. Like it's, that with blowholes? Yeah, it's more fun. It's like campy. Like, you know, like that mm-hmm. one I felt like I fe- didn't Love is Blind come out like right when the pandemic hit. And I was like, mm-hmm. this is too close to home. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, yeah. <laughs> don't want to experience yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When's the next time you're ever going to go on a date with somebody that's dressed like a, like the devil with a mustache or right, like, right. like a dolphin? <laughs> like, that's wild. I mean, My problem me. with both of those <laughs> I don't shows, know your life. <laughs> you don't. You do not. <laughs> this is just how uh, Tracy does dates all the time. <laughs> you know? It's it's my comfort, my security blanket. Just need a big old dolphin head. 
My problem with these shows is that all of the people are hot in some way. It's like you need to raise the stakes by making some of them super not hot. Yeah. <laughs> like, you I know, mean, yeah. It's like if everyone is hot, if you know you're kind of getting a hot person no matter what. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. I'm, you know, <laughs> I agree. I agree. More I ugly people on dating shows. <laughs> some other moments. Rich people in space. Uh, in almost space. I just right. want to point that out. It wasn't even space. It was space light. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. diet coke of space, <laughs> the margarine of space. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure what to make of this. It's just, you know, have fun, I guess. Right, um, I guess the part that got me was when he thanked the Amazon employees. <laughs> I wanted to figure out a way to step into my television screen like ring style, but in reverse, and just uh-huh. slap the shit out of me. <laughs> just, just a good open hand, just, just like. Yeah, my my reality show idea slash real life idea is that we need a kind of like uh, undercover boss esque situation Mm. where like, you know, a committee of 20 people at the bottom of the totem pole get to call. They get to decide all of Jeff's life decisions. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. He shouldn't get to do anything with his money until the committee has decided. Also, his name is Jeff. What a, you know, what kind of name is Jeff? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I agree. (laughs) Uh, So what what can people expect from season two of of Back Issue? Lots of fighting between Uh me and Josh. Um, Of course. uh, Lots of games, I feel like, this season. And Ooh. I feel like I win a good portion of them. Is that true? No. Uh, All right. Okay. <laughs> well, um, tune in to find out if I'm right or not. <laughs> because one of us is not telling the truth. Okay. Yeah. I think there's a lot of, um, we're going to dive deeper into a lot of like really fun pop cultural moments. Um, mm-hmm. We talked about Whitney Houston. Whitney. Um, uh, <laughs> we talked about handshakes and stuff. We, t- we 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 dive into like food and nostalgia. It's like mm-hmm. a lot of different feelings and memories and games and interviews. It's really fun. And lots of laughing. I feel like we laugh a lot anyway. But... Lots of joy. It's like yes. so exhausting to be alive right be now. Be alive. <laughs> to have yeah. a body on this, and so on this planet. You just want to have fun. And like sit in yeah. like memories that like feel good, you know? Right. I I think it was after you both were on Unhappy Hour last time that you were profiled in the New York Times. Oh yes, yes. I do remember and, um I was just I was just rereading it and yeah, they uh, they described you as, you know, like listening to two like siblings watching TV, like kind of going over the stuff, like just kind of like chatting about what you're seeing and yeah Accurate. i mean that always makes for the best podcasts is when it's just people having fun yeah low like pretentiousness. me and tracy would be doing anyway right right there just happens to be cameras cameras yes cameras. yeah and microphones <laughs> cameras like <laughs> that's what i'm that's what i was trying you to guys say. get to sit with us as we like go back and forth on youtube being like look at this clip look at this clip Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Remember this? You remember this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Okay, change of topic. <laughs> um, some some tweets that uh, I have questions about. 
um, gotta go. complaining types tweets. Um, Tracy, you had a, a beef with Chipotle about uh, the state <laughs> of their chips. Yo, Chipotle chips are always so stale. I don't know <laughs> if I've ever. Yes, it's true. It is true. Maybe on the West Coast, Josh, they they have like gluten free farm free range <laughs> chips and some shit. Mm-hmm. But over here, though, yes. <laughs> Every time I order from Chipotle. I get two extra bags of chips, right? Because I'm like, maybe one will have like five chips in it that's not stale. Mm-hmm. Never works. They're just always so stale. And so, you know what? I got fed up about it. And what does an American do when she's fed up about something? She goes to Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Chipotle, why are your chips always stale? <laughs> did they send you chips? Yeah, did we no. get a response? <laughs> they were just like, um, all of our chips are fresh baked every day. Please fill out this quality assessment form. Some <laughs> bullshit. And I'm like, no, they were. They wanted to know like which branch it was. And I'm like, I ain't come over here to snitch. Like, <laughs> I just want you to respond to this question. Like, they're always stale. <laughs> I'm not trying to beat up on my local Chipotle. I'm gonna eat there again. So right, right. Just, just yeah, that is chips. the thing about a fast food complaint. Any type of like any type of restaurant like that, where it's like, yeah, I'm gonna complain about it, but that's not gonna stop me. No, no, I'll be back. I'll be like back. they know the hold that they have <laughs> over me. Exactly. That's why they were yeah. like, oh, I'm so sorry. Right. Right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Chipotle. I haven't been to Chipotle in a while. Famously, they once gave me one of those cards where I could get a free (gasps) burrito every day for like a year. Did you do it? And I was too ashamed to use it. I tried. I used it like twice and it was so embarrassing (laughs) because they swiped the card uh, and you literally watch as it goes down from like $9 to $0. And then the guy, the first time I used it, the guy like kept the card. And I was like, oh, I it's think I'm going to get that back. <laughs> and he then it was like a whole ordeal. He had to call someone over. And then they were oh, like, he did that on purpose. Card. He was hating. Yeah. And then I realized <laughs> it prints out a receipt that says you you are in the presence of a famous person. No, it doesn't. No. <laughs> Does it no. really? It says like you are in the presence of a celebrity, and that so it's like alerting the the Chipotle person to treat you special. That's a setup. If I'm working yeah. at Chipotle and here come your famous ass with a free burrito, I'm, I'm mess like, with you too. this is this is humiliating, and I will never do this again. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> so they I enjoyed my like one free burrito bowl, and then <laughs> I never tried it. So, um, but yes, that being said, Chipotle does. You know, they can get, get away together. with whatever. Uh, Josh, you tweeted um, the fact that we lived through a time when people really called other people metrosexual because yeah. they what? Showered? <laughs> Amazing tweet. Amazing complaint. I... <sighs> Take your time. Take your time. It's just... <laughs> Do we not expect anything of men? Like... <laughs> Is this a rhetorical question? (laughs) The fact that, like, men at one point were given a whole nother sexuality because they took care of themselves? Right. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. of basic grooming. Because they showered and did their hair. And Uh actually, like, washed it. And part of me feels like it's actually, like, I mean, is... kind of feel like it's Queer Eye's fault. Like, I feel like this is around that same time. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But I just, I don't know, man. Like, I... 
this place is awful. <laughs> <laughs> I want out. So it, it's, it wasn't surprising to me like two years ago when everybody started admitting that they didn't, sh- they didn't wash their legs. I, like, I also <laughs> thought about that yesterday. <laughs> like, uh-huh. how, do you, how, do you, how do you just walk around the world? Like, how do you feel so okay with this that you're just like, yeah, I'm going to say it out loud where people can hear me? That's my point. You Take your mouth in silence. Why? <laughs> that would have been a, the perfect moment to be like, internally, like, oh, other people are doing this. Maybe I should start. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, the the number of times that people are are snitching on themselves on Twitter <laughs> is it's is wild. truly uh yeah baffling. People listen. Do I have horrible habits that people would be shocked and upset to learn about? Yes, <laughs> but I keep them to myself. Right. And I don't I don't advertise that on Twitter. There's this Mm-mm. sound on TikTok, and it's um, it it's. What's that girl from New- Real Housewives of New Jersey that like threw the table? Teresa. T- yeah. Teresa Judici. 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 Her daughter. Um, <laughs> yes. Waking from up Real House- in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> thinking about so morning. many things. Thinking about so many things. Just and people are literally using that sound to tell like their biggest L's. Like yes. the biggest things that they're or most like their mom's about. biggest L's. Like and I'm just like, why are you doing this? That you also have the option to say nothing. Got right. It. <laughs> Got to get them clicks in or something. Speaking speaking of TikTok and terrible habits and white mm-hmm. people, you just reminded me of this one that I saw the other day. And it started off with a clip of a white person in the bathroom, right? Some white girl. She's like, okay, so we all shit in the shower, right? Wait. Uh- <laughs> And then it just cuts to a whole bunch of black people going, no the fuck we don't. 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 I'm just like. What a premise to start the video Why would you? Why would you? Yikes. Shocked. I hope it was a troll situation. I really could not tell. And it's sad that I could not tell if this was real Mm. or not. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that is the uh, that is the part. Now we've reached that era of the Internet where people are. I'm like, are you for real or are are you (laughs) just trying to make me mad? There was that huge debate. I don't know if you saw this of um, whether you should wait five minutes before you eat the free bread that they place down on the table at the restaurant. Did you see this? Just because of etiquette? (laughs) They were like... I don't know. Whoever made this argument was like, you seem desperate and like, you know, (laughs) you shouldn't come hungry. It's like, you're at a fucking restaurant. Why would you wait? I'm so angry. This is the most. I shouldn't come hungry to a restaurant? Where I'm here to eat? If you're that hungry, um, I should do what? Go to a restaurant? You eat before you go to eat, apparently. See, I I mean, like, and if the idea is, like, making a good impression, like, if you think that it's cute to, like, eat like a bird or whatever, that's fine. They're going to find out once, like, if it goes well, they're going to find out that you actually eat full meals later eventually anyway. So, Uh look, I will smoke before, get some munchies going. Maybe I was going to say, like, run around the block. I don't do that. But I'm going to be, like, on purpose (laughs) hungry. First date. At yeah. the restaurant. Because mm-hmm. you should you should just know what you're getting into. And if you if you got an issue with me and a steak over here, then we're <laughs> going to be a second date. It's fine. I need the waiter to put it directly into my mouth. I don't even need to wait. <laughs> it doesn't have to touch the table. Yeah. I don't understand. If you're meeting someone for dinner, you're there to eat. I don't know. 
People it's have so opinions. Imagine being ashamed of doing something that your body needs to do to stay alive. Imagine. Right. Right. Don't breathe on a date. Boys don't like that. <laughs> you better breathe before you get there. That being said, it's not like I'm having a whole lot of success with my method. So, you know, maybe I do have to kind of <laughs> take notes. But anyway. Um, well, yeah, everybody can listen. Back issue. It's, I mean, season one is out uh, mm-hmm. everywhere. And um, season two is is happening now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. New episodes yeah. every Tuesday. Monday. Right. Where can people find each of you? You can find me on the internet at Brokey McPoverty most places. And you know mm-hmm. what? If I'm not Brokey McPoverty there, just just leave me alone. Maybe you don't right. need to find me there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's all. You can find me at Regarding Josh. And you can find Back Issue Podcast on Instagram at Back Issue Podcast. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Do well, it, do it, do both. it. Tell a friend. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you for <laughs> having us. So much fun to be back another here. another Always. classic uh, back issue crossover. Mm-hmm. The streets love it. They can't wait. Yeah. For it. <laughs> and don't fuck with kangaroos. Oh my gosh! Or Australia. All right, we're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that help all the bad shit go down easier, starting with Do Better White People, where we highlight some anti-racism resources and other actions we can take to make our world a little bit better. Barry, what are we highlighting today? Today, I wanted to highlight an organization that our wonderful producer Arlene suggested, Mm. which is the Black Trans Femmes Artists Collective. It's a community-based arts organization that builds community and mobilizes resources to support Black Trans Femme artists. So they do a bunch of programming, they executive produce projects led by Black Trans Femme artists, and they provide direct support to Black Trans artists. So you can check out more about them. You can donate. You can get a look at what programming they're doing. You can become involved with the actual collective on their website, which we'll link to in our show notes. BTFACollective.org. Beautiful. All right. Let's uh, get into the TV we've been watching this week. What have you been watching? I know I already said it before, but it is definitely worth saying again. I am watching The White Lotus. If you have not started this show, start it now. It's so fucking good. It's on HBO, HBO Max. And I bring up that you should start watching it because it's on a weekly basis. And it's definitely one of those shows that uh, I'm like really happy to be watching weekly and like seeing what people are saying about it and like texting with friends about it. It's so funny and weird and interesting and good. And I am loving it. So that is what I'm continuing to watch this week. Uh, same actually. Yeah. You watch, I was about to ask what you're watching, but I was curious if you started it or not. Yeah. I'm all caught up. It's weird. Cause it's like, there's not much of a plot. Mm-hmm. It really is just a kind of, I mean, they tease in the first kind of five minutes of it that one of these characters will be dead by the end of it, but you don't know who there will be a dead body and you don't know how or why I have some theories. But we'll see. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, it's just kind of like watching a bunch of ridiculous characters on this kind of spa resort vacation just kind of fall apart <laughs> in various <laughs> ways. Um, there is also a fair amount of ass and yeah, um, unfortunately a fair amount of penis <laughs> that is very <laughs> jarring, I would say, because the point of it is that it is not a healthy penis. <laughs> 
Um, so that is weird. But um, yeah, it's very entertaining. So and Jennifer Coolidge, obviously. Oh, my God. She should win a fucking Olympic gold medal. True. Um, what is your non-TV chaser? My non-TV chaser <laughs> is something that I have talked to you about. I don't even know if I've talked about it on the pod before, um, but I've gotten really into like nightgowns and like beautiful types of pajamas, specifically from a place called Goose. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And they make very, I mean, like some of their garments are called the Amy, the Joe, the Felicity, like it's all after like little women and stuff like that. It's very um, 1800s vibes going on. Sure. But in the summer heat, I've just gotten so much joy of instead of putting on a robe, putting on this like white cotton beautiful little nightgown and just walking around my house feeling amazing about myself um i did buy not one but two straw hats um so you know really just leaning into those cottagecore vibes in a way that uh truly brings me a lot of joy so shout out to them people can't see your face right now but it is full of judgment (laughs) and that's okay (laughs) this is what has been bringing me joy That is typically what my face is full of. I know. But to be fair to myself, a lot of my pajamas of the past have been like old shirts that have just been ripped up. And now that I'm like traveling to visit my family and stuff like that, it's nice to have these types of pajamas that are a little more presentable and that make me feel flowy and fun. What about you? What's making you happy this week? What's your non-TV chaser? I don't know. My chaser, I guess, is just kind of like taking it easy. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like, yeah, I had a kind of two to three week period where I was just like, you know, getting in too much socialization. Yeah. So this week has been uh, uh, kind of dialing it back a little bit, which has been nice. I mean, Monday was my birthday. Also a chaser of mine. And it was like relatively low key, which is what I like. Yeah, it was super fun. Because some of us don't spend an entire three month period leading up to our birthdays forcing okay. everybody to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been nice to kind of like sit back and relax and um, wonder if, you know, this pain that I'm feeling is going to consume my entire body. Oh, good, good, good. <laughs> but yeah, highly suggest chilling. Love to chill. And that's it for this week's show. So thank you for listening to Unhappy Hour. If you want more Unhappy Hour shit, obviously you do, you can head straight to my Patreon page. You'll get video of bonus Worst Things First stories. You'll get video of our extended guest complainer interviews. Also, you'll get an exclusive audio feed that is all of our bonus stuff. So you'll get that right where you listen to your podcasts. Also, you can buy merch at unhappyhourshop.com. Obviously, you can always head to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Wherever you get podcasts, hit that subscribe button and then rate us and review us. But only if it's nice. I don't want to hear your shit. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Studios. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Melissa Slaughter, Arlena Revelo, and me, Matt Bellisai. Special thanks to Jenna Weiss-Berman and Max Linsky. Our music is by Hans Su. You can bother Barry at Finkelberry Pie. You can worship me at Matt Bellisai. You can follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter and Unhappy Hour on Instagram for all the latest podcast buzz. You can leave a voicemail on our rant hotline at 601-600-RANT. That's 601-600-7268. 
And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Bye-bye.